hundreds of years in the environment and that will keep killing through that whole time. Every single one of those calls could have been prevented if someone had taken more care with their litter and, and not dropped it. It's essentially decapitation in slow motion. So it was just rubbish everywhere. 50 billion masks made, about 2 billion of these have already made it into the ocean. Since its invention over 100 years ago, plastic has engulfed us in every area of our lives. Look around you, it's everywhere. You're almost certainly listening to this from something that is actually made out of plastic. However, the dangers this material causes, from decomposition to the manufacturing of it, hasn't really been spoken about until the past couple of decades. The term has been defined as plastic pollution and it refers to the accumulation of this material in our environment. It is a clear environmental crisis because this material never ever goes away. Plastic pollution has become one of the largest issues facing our planet, however many of us weren't even aware of how serious it really was until this. It's now clear that our actions are having a significant impact on the world's oceans. Over 14 million of us in the UK tuned into the BBC's Blue Planet episode about preserving marine life, with some actually saying that this is what changed their view on plastic in our seas. Plastic has become an integral part of our daily lives, but every year some 8 million tonnes of it ends up in the ocean, and there it could be lethal. It seemed that this aided a climate change revolution because it made people realise the severity of this problem. And then, after a year of campaigns, conferences and protests, something bigger was sparked. Plans are being announced by the Prime Minister today to cut the amount of plastic waste ending up in the seas and rivers and tackle what she calls one of the greatest environmental challenges facing the world. The ban on single-use plastics, including plastic straws, lids and stirrers, was going to be the first step towards a greener future. However, a month before this was supposed to be implemented in March 2020, as we all know, this happened. The breaking news, stay at home. Coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. Tested positive for coronavirus in the UK. COVID-19. People are believed to have been sickened by the new virus. As the pandemic of coronavirus claims more lives around the world. Coronavirus pandemic spreads. This did mean that an instant barrier of protection was needed. So the PPE, or personal protective equipment that was being used, skyrocketed. Healthcare staff globally had to cover themselves head to toe in this plastic. Abby Duncan, a nurse who worked on the respiratory ward during the height of the pandemic, explains just how much PPE she actually used in a day. We were having to change like after every patient and we'd see like up to 30 patients a day so obviously that's 30 sets of masks, gloves, aprons and then when I was on intensive care that would be surgical masks, hair nets, foot covers, visors, so it's even more. Abby was usually working five days a week so with a little bit of maths you can find out that she used 7,200 sets of PPE in a year times this by the half a million nurses who worked in the pandemic 
pandemic, and you've reached 6.3 billion. This doesn't even take into account the rest of the population who are also wearing masks for that time. Greg Spellman, a climate change and pollution expert, says the waste produced cannot have been helped. You've got to forgive the authorities a little bit when they didn't have effective recycling plan in place. We weren't really prepared for this. Of course, this was absolutely needed to combat the spread of the virus. PPE was proven to be so vital. But when we have never seen a need for such a huge demand for single-use plastics before, it does beg the question, where does it all go? Petrus Shahzad, a member of the Lagercan Group, which stands for Litter Action Group for Ealing Residents, made a shocking discovery when she was out litter picking in July 2020 that may help us answer just this question. We went out by the canal and in the nature and what we saw was just rubbish everywhere. Everything was by the canal and going into the water. It was really overwhelming. We found at one place near the industrial zone one full bag above about 7 kgs of only discarded PPE, face mask and gloves. But this was almost two years ago. So does this problem still occur today? Well, Sandra Brown, a member of the Keep Britain Tidy group, thinks yes, it does. Where I live, there's there's quite an elderly population. So there's a lot of carers going into houses and obviously they were all wearing PPE. But the, the worst litter that I've found from that point of view, and unfortunately it's still going on, is they have these glove bags. I think they obviously had them before the pandemic, but obviously with the pandemic, they got used a lot more. And those, I've at different times, I can find 20 or 30 of those. It is clear after speaking to litter pickers around the country that they have seen a huge rise in PPE plastic pollution since the pandemic. But just because there is an increase in the production of a product, why does it need to be a pollutant? And what actually is so bad about all this litter? Well, Greg Spellman, a climate change expert, explains the science behind the harmful life cycle of these plastics. And it's mainly due to the fact that it takes so long to biodegrade. Something like a plastic bottle, of which you know billions are made per year, it'll take about 450 years for these to, to biodegrade. By then, they, they could have found their way easily into rivers and then out into the sea, where they accumulate and they have a big impact on wildlife. And when they do biodegrade, they break down into little things that get caught up into the food chain, which could then eventually come back to us. The almost half a century decomposition time does seem worrying. That is a long time for plastics to get into the ecosystem. But Greg says it's not just that we should be concerned about and that there's another stage of a mask's lifetime that is rarely thought about when talking about climate change. One thing that's kind of overlooked is that actually producing a face mask has a measurable carbon footprint as well. doesn't sound like a great deal, but each face mask emits about 30 grams of carbon dioxide, which isn't a great deal. But when you consider that 450 million are made in China alone every day, so each one of these has a a teeny carbon footprint, but when you add it all together, it's quite substantial. He further explains why this has gotten worse and why we should be more concerned than we were before the pandemic. Because those those sort of disposable face masks, they're made out of polypropylene, uh, which is like made of tiny little plastic fibres, okay, which again take about as long as a plastic bottle to degrade, about 450 years. And when they do break down, it's it's 
not really certain, you know, what happens to these like really tiny microplastics. As Greg mentioned, these plastics, even when disposed of, usually end up in places we would never think, like rivers and oceans. Margaret Bates, the executive director at the OnPack Recycling Label, says people need to remember that these microplastics that masks break down to don't just go away when we throw them away. We're quite lucky, I suppose, in a way. We think of a landfill site or a disposal site, someone where it goes and then it's sealed off. But if you put something in there that isn't going to break down, what are we expecting to happen to it? Greg Spellman, climate change and pollution expert, estimates how many masks were being mass produced. In 2020 in total, there were more than 50 billion masks, for instance, made. And it's estimated that about 2 billion of these have already made it into the ocean. The phrase, by 2050, there will be more plastic in the seas than fish, is a fact that has been shared millions of times on social media. It is an astonishing figure that really explains just how much our actions have consequences. What this also highlights is how bad this can affect marine life in our seas, as every day it seems they are getting even more engulfed in this undecomposable material that has increasingly become more used since Covid. Dan Jarvis, the Conservation Director at the British Divers Marine Life Rescue, says that they have definitely seen an increase in animals getting caught in human debris. That we're certainly getting reports of animals that are entangled in marine litter, plastics and so on. And we're, you know, that, that could be due to a few different reasons. It could be that there's just greater awareness and people are more readily reporting these things when they see them. It could also be that there genuinely are more animals getting entangled as well, unfortunately. It can range from smaller items like masks, plastic bottles and can rings to ghost nets. This refers to fishing gear that has been discarded in the ocean. These and other types of plastic are almost invisible in the dimly lit seas, so animals are unable to avoid them. As you can imagine, this can be incredibly distressing, as unlike humans, they cannot untangle themselves from this human debris. Therefore, they have to wait to see if they are lucky enough to be found and rescued, or wait for a more unfortunate ending. Dan explains how this can impact a marine mammal's life. It does make life really, really difficult for them. And one of the worst things I think about entanglements is especially when they've got material trailing under their body, when they haul out on land and it's dragging underneath them as they move around on the beach, it's it's very gradually cutting further and further into the back of its neck as it pulls down each time. So it's it's essentially decapitation in slow motion. It's horrible to think about and it's even worse to see that happening, especially with the animals that you can't get to and rescue immediately as well. It is absolutely unimaginable the pain that these animals go through and it's not actually just the ones that you may think. We're dealing largely with the marine mammals um, and seals in particular are the ones that we most often are getting reports of. Uh, that are entangled in something. Uh, we also get cetaceans as well, had dolphins caught in ghost gear and other things too. And also moving up in size, some of the large whales as well. So minke and humpback whales in particular, uh, we've had reports of entangled in gear and there are other more unusual animals like basking sharks and leatherback turtles. We've had a few reports of those. These are animals that are still free swimming as well, which can be incredibly difficult and dangerous to deal with. The fact that even the biggest ocean giants can be affected by our disregard for litter as close as in our UK seas is often unthought about. It is not just them also getting stuck in plastic, but also them ingesting it. 
One sperm whale that had beached itself was found with 130 pieces of plastic in its stomach. Most of these were plastic bags. However, according to the British Divers Marine Life Rescue, it's not just the animals found deep at sea that are having the issues. Over on the east coast of England, around East Anglia, for example, we actually have a real problem with the disc-type frisbees that dogs and kids use on the beach, and we've had quite a number of animals in that area entangled specifically in those. Who would have thought that these toys, if not disposed of properly, can have such devastating effects? Evie Button, a scientific officer at the RSPCA, explains just how harrowing this is for an animal. There was, there's been some seals where we know they've had these rings stuck around their necks for actually a couple of years, but because they're, you know, they're quite big, strong, powerful animals, we weren't able to rescue them until they'd been really seriously harmed by these rings. And then when we are able to rescue them, get them into one of our wildlife centres, and these rings are cut off, you'll see the wound all around their necks can be a a couple of inches deep. It's a really, really horrific wound. Fortunately, with several of these, we have been able to see these seals get well, um, get healthy again and release them back into the wild to have a second chance at life. But it's just an example of how it was, you know, just one object, one frisbee, and yet that's done such serious harm to the animal and it's had those consequences. This just shows how important taking your rubbish home with you is. One bottle, one mask, one glove. It all adds up and all can seriously harm wildlife. The Great British Beach Clean, which litter picks thousands of beaches up and down the country in September of every year, found that over 80% of them in 2021 had a PPE on. But it isn't just the seas plastic can have a huge impact in. Just outside our front door, the same environmental catastrophes are occurring. Evie Button believes more awareness needs to be raised about the wildlife closer to home. In the past, there's been a lot of focus around marine areas, kind of around beaches. Um, Beach litter picks um, have been going on for a bit longer. But I don't think there's really been as, as much attention given to just the litter that's on our doorsteps, in our parks, by the side of the road, in our gardens. We've covered how devastating it is for animals getting stuck in litter, but how common really is it? How many calls a day would you guess the RSPCA get asking them to rescue a wild animal stuck in litter? One or two? That's what I thought. We are both wrong. We get an average of about 10 calls each day um, about animals caught in litter to our uh, um, national cruelty line. And of course, that's always higher in the summer. And that can be really frustrating for us because, you know, 10 calls a day is that's 10 calls too many. But surely this can be helped. What can you do to make a difference? Well, it seems that by asking that question is the first step to a greener planet. But it isn't all doom and gloom. Experts from RSPCA, Keep Britain Tidy and the British Divers Marine Life Rescue have given some top tips to help stop us from living in litter. Recycling is obviously the best thing to do. It's not just a case of doing beach cleans, but you can do street cleans, river cleans, wherever you are in the world. Absolutely don't drop litter. Make sure you're disposing of it correctly flight to Dubai and back. You know, that is that's the average carbon footprint of the British person. Snipping the straps on masks, disposable masks if you are throwing those away. Limiting plastic use. Cutting up the rings on drinks cans. Finding alternatives to plastics uh, as well. 
when we're out and about is to try and pick up the litter that we see, even if it's not ours. All you really need is a pair of rubber gloves or a litter picker and, and a bag. I mean, if people want to make a, a difference, is to actually find out a little bit more about it. The problem doesn't just lie with us as consumers. Studies have said that just 100 large companies are responsible for 71% of all global emissions. Dan Jarvis from British Divers Marine Life Rescue says that we also need to look at the bigger companies to take some of the partial blame as well. We would always, of course, push for more to, to come from government level and also with particularly big businesses, big manufacturers of plastics to find more responsible ways of using their products so they're not one use. The extracting, manufacturing, distributing stages of production of plastics, especially PPE, as mentioned earlier, has huge implications on climate change when made on such a global scale. But are there options for greener manufacturers? Well, the answer is yes. Transcend Packaging, based in Wales, was founded two years ago and was the first major producer of paper straws in the UK. But they've now moved on to something bigger. When the Welsh government called for a company to help them source PPE locally, Transcend got involved. Channing Nuss, the Director of Corporate Affairs at Transcend, explains how they made a compostable face shield. A recyclable paper band and then a cellulose-based face shield, which looks and performs a lot like plastic, but the derivative of that is actually a fiber-based, cellulose-based product. This has been hugely successful in the field and has been at the forefront of sustainable medical protection in Wales. And in the end, we supplied over... 16 million of those uh, in partnership with WalesGov, the NHS and Life Science Hub Wales into the UK Department of Health. Companies like Transcend are the solution to not producing more polluting plastics, as they have found an effective material that is compostable, yet still provides the same amount of protection. Equally, similar changes are happening 6,000 miles away. Medu Protection are a startup Mexican company that provides sustainable medical gowns that can be used up to 50 times. Tamara Chayao, the CEO and founder of Medu, explains how exactly this is possible and how how beneficial this is to the field. Their properties in general is like level four protection so they can enter to certain rooms, they could go into COVID areas. In the end, these gowns save 90% of cost to hospitals so that's a lot for them and also saves around 25 kilos so it's 55 pounds of, of, of waste. This innovative technology is already at the forefront of the Mexican medical industry. So far we already have a lot of traction. Um, in Mexico we already have more than 600 like more than 6,000 equipments already delivered. Uh, we have 2,000 active users and we're trying to expand here to the US. Tamara believes this is change that needs to be seen throughout the world. I think at the beginning for us, like we started in the pandemic, it was like, it's crazy and it's important right now because the doctors need it. But right now, not only doctors need this. The medical industry in general, the healthcare industry hasn't changed at all. In the last years, in the last 50 years, we have the same equipment. We try to have the disponable ones and it's the second largest generator of solid waste. It is companies like these that are driving the future of the medical industry globally. It is hopeful that more will join in in fighting the war against plastic production. The material that has been branded our easy, convenient friend really can damage us in more ways than we realise. And the pandemic has been no help in that. The mass production in the PPE meant that there was no time to think about the environmental impact, 
but billions of masks have made their way into our oceans already. Although there is not enough resources to get them all out, the focus now is to stop any more going in. Otherwise, our oceans, parks, rivers and fields will drown in plastic. Oh,